0: hey everyone welcome to the second in our Advent series this year Um, we are looking at the whole notion of receiving the blessing of God and today we're looking at receiving the blessing of the bread of life you know the Advent and Christmas season we need to always challenge ourselves to look to Jesus to remember what the season is about and to just remember the goodness of God and the blessings that he brings our way you know, he initially proves this to us by coming to us in the flesh as a person. He lives as one of us. He dies as one of us. And then we find out in the Easter time that he raises up again to new life, new resurrected life. And all of this so that we too can have that same resurrected life in him. And so, you know, as we begin to press into this Advent series, we're looking at a series of blessings that God brings to us. But we need to remember that, you know, blessings are like Christmas gifts. You know, they need to be received for you to actually have them. You know, like any other gift that you see under the tree, you haven't really received it until you've unwrapped it and begun to take hold of it and enjoy it as yours. And so today... We're going to dig into Jesus' word where he claims to be the blessing of the bread of life to us. So, how about you bow your head in prayer with me and we'll get into our reading from John chapter 6 today. Lord, thank you that you want to sustain us. Thank you that you want to build us up. Thank you that you want to give us life. And as we look at this passage and look at your teachings today, would you bring bring that into reality in our hearts right now would you bring your life into us would you energize us would you build us up would you feed us that spiritual food that we need lord god my words today let them be from you in jesus name amen amen if you have bible you can open up to john chapter 6 or you can just keep watching the screen and the words to the passage will come up on it so what we're going to be reading right now is is a passage that's directly after the feeding of the 5,000 and the time when Jesus walks on the water. If you don't remember that or you haven't read it before, there's this scene where Jesus is teaching a bunch of people out in the wilderness and it gets late and the disciples want him to send the people away to get food because they don't have any food except there's a boy there that has some bread and some fish. Jesus performs this miracle where he, he prays over the food he breaks it up into baskets and he feeds all those people. Then afterwards he sends his guys out on the boat to the other side of the lake that they're at and he goes up by himself somewhere to pray for a while. In the middle of the night he walks out on the water and he starts walking out the water towards the other side but the disciples see him from the boat freak out right this is the whole scene where peter says lord if it's you let me come out so peter comes out he walks on water and then he freaks out and then sinks and jesus rescues him and then and then they appear at the other side and so this is this is all happening in a day so what happens is um, the next morning all the people who were there got fed wake up and they see that jesus is gone and his disciples are gone so like oh where did he go they see some boats from the other side show up. So he must go into the other side. So they jump in boats and they head to the other side of the lake as well. And this is where we pick up the story in John chapter 6, verse 25. It says this. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and you had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works that God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give, that we may see and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And this just shows you the human condition, how we struggle with unbelief. You know, they had been fed miraculously. They'd seen miracles and now they're asking for an extra sign. What is that about? Um, We can point our finger of accusation at them, but let's be honest, we probably do the same thing all the time. I do. I don't know about you. And so they talk about Moses giving the people bread to eat for all those years. And Jesus replies to them and he says this. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. So there's a lot in that passage. What do I want to take out from it today? Well, the first thought I had when I was reading it for myself and just kind of reflecting on it was this, is I'm hungry. I'm hungry for more spiritually. The question is, is, are you? You know, we're all aware that, you know, daily living really takes it out of us, you know, Uh, just going out, doing our work, interacting with people just expends a lot of energy and it drains us and it drains us both physically in our bodies and spiritually in our souls. And, you know, when it comes to our bodies, we all instinctively replace that lost physical energy by, you know, snacking and eating and... You know, putting fuel back into our bodies to, re- to, to to give us the energy we need to carry on again. And you know, we either do that in a healthy way, in a life-giving way, like eating healthily and exercising and all that kind of stuff. Or we fill ourselves with junk, you know, junk food that's not necessarily good for us, but, you know, it satisfies us in the short term. It just feels good in the moment, gives us that, that you know, that boost of energy that high, you know, whatever that junk food may be of your choice. And, but, you know, it's good in the instant, but we all know that it, it doesn't, do us any good in the long term in order to keep fueling our physical bodies in the long term we do have to be a little bit more healthy than what we are at times and so we often talk about that we have those you know debates with our friends Oh, and I'm eating too much junk food I need to sort that out but you know we're creatures of habit we always go back to the easy thing don't we and although many of us are unaware of it we actually do the exact same thing to spiritually recharge to refill our souls you know, and most of us are just not paying attention to how we feed our souls and how we nourish our spirits. And in reality, what is happening, you know, even for people who love Jesus and follow Jesus, most of us are feeding junks to us feeding junk into our souls for an instant hit. And in the long run, it's wearing us down and it's setting us up for hardship and long-term spiritual and inner dissatisfaction so let me ask the question today what are you feeding your soul what are you feeding your soul you know what are you turning to to refresh yourself to revitalize your inner life is it social media is it alcohol is it your significant other you know is it your friends or is it some other thing whatever the list goes on and on there's loads of things we can distract ourselves with But these are all things that, or people, that we use to try and recharge our souls, to try and give us an inner life, a sense of well-being. And we use all of those things because we get more of an instant gratification from them. You know so you know maybe somebody after having a you know a a drink of alcohol at the end of a rough day they get an instant gratification like it or they go on and they surf social media for a couple of hours and look at all what's going on in other people's lives or other people's opinions and they get a sense of instant gratification from that or some people will look at porn online many people do that and they get instant gratification from that or if you're a more relational person you probably get that from your friends you go spend time with your friends and you talk to them and you share with them and get encouraged by them or from your significant other if you're in a healthy relationship you get it from that but you know it depends on those people being agreeable and having the energy to give you what you need and want at that moment and so The problem is this, is that other people have their own souls to feed, don't they? And they have their own bodies to recharge. And so as a result, people aren't that dependable, you know, because we might be needing them in a time when they can't be there for us. And that happens all the time. You just see it in lots of conflict and broken relationships all the time. And alcohol, as well as other drugs that people do, we all know that those bite back eventually. Once you begin to rely on those and depend on them, they end up bringing destruction into your life. You know, it's like, you know, the old thing of, you know, moderation. You can have some things like an nice glass of Wine in moderation, and that's a good thing. But once you begin to depend on that and that begins to own you, it begins to destroy your life. And, you know, it's the same when people try to feed their souls through online content, you know, be it, you know, pornography, be it social media, both of them give the same hit back, apparently, you know, some studies suggest. And what happens is you people do that, they engage in that stuff, and that that satisfaction finishes almost as soon as the screen is turned off. I don't know if you've noticed that, but often when people are finished with their online surfing or whatever it is they're doing, their Facebook, their Instagram, as soon as they switch it off, their gratification goes the 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 recharging that they felt like they were getting is gone and people are often left with the feeling that their soul their inner person is emptier than what it was when they turned the screen on in the first place what was a hole has become a chasm and so what are we to do you know where can we turn where can we find food for ourselves that is dependable and produces life well jesus comes into this as he's speaking to all those people on the other side of the lake. And he says to them, I am that food. I am the bread of life. I am the the long-term sustenance that you need to produce in yourself life. And so the invitation is this, come to Jesus. Come to Jesus for the food that lasts, for the food that produces life. Because he is the substance that we're invited to get addicted to. If you like to say that, you know, I think of that old common song, Addicted to Jesus. It's the substance that never harms us, but only gives us more life the more we take of it. Here's the content that causes us to be more satisfied the more we engage with it. The more we listen to him, the more we read his word, the more we let it permeate us, the more life it produces. You know, once we put it down, we're not left empty. We become more whole. He is the dependable friend who is always there to listen, who walks with you wherever you may find yourself in life and is the great love of your soul that never, ever lets you go. And so this is the invitation we're giving to us. And so the question is, is how do I come to Jesus? How do we do that? Well, you know, it starts with a simple act of just getting down on your knees and asking him to come to you asking him to fill you asking him to feed you to fill you with his holy spirit to bring you into loving relationship with his heavenly father and so we do it by spending time in prayer talking to god that's all prayer is prayer isn't some weird and wonderful thing you can get on your knees that's a good thing you don't have to you can recline in your couch but it's just talking to god it's opening your heart to him and asking him to come and rest on you and so prayer is a powerful and mysterious thing we we know it makes a difference but we don't know how we don't know why well obviously it's a god thing isn't it but you know there are studies out there by secular people who aren't religious who've gone and studied people who pray and they say people who pray are healthier people they deal better with crises in life they they seem to be as the general term is more robust prayer makes a difference in the life of a person and as well as that when you begin to regularly pray and come to God and speak speak to him about what's going on in your life ask him to strengthen you ask him to fill you what happens is it opens up your soul to feed on that very bread of life that Jesus is talking about and so prayer, spending time, talking to God, you know, reading his word, getting to know him, uh, letting filling yourself with his content. That's what is one of the things that produces life. That's one of the ways you come to Jesus and also we do it through worship that's another way that we do it worship you know as we begin to and i'm talking about worship as singing but you know worship is a lifestyle it's a much bigger thing than that but we're not going to get into today but you know just singing your worship praying your worship speaking your worship out, reminding yourself that god loves you how good he is how he is great and mighty and how he's able to turn things around and you know ultimately in the vineyard we always always talk about you know worship being to and for god and you know that's how we set things up that's the songs that we choose we always try and choose things that are directed towards god for his benefit but yet i want to remind you today that I firmly believe that it's God's heart to give you something back. It's almost like a transaction. It's not really a transaction, but God in his goodness makes it one. And he desires to feed you. He desires to give life to you. Even as you're worshiping him, he receives your worship. He's worthy of your worship. But in that moment, as you worship, he wants to give back. He wants to pour goodness into you. And His giving, most of the time, guys, is directly related to our surrender. His giving is directly related to how much we give. And so the challenge is that as we want to feed on the bread of life from God, is that the more we give of ourselves in our worship, the more he gives back to us of his life. And, you know, this is where Jesus is talking to the people and he's saying, look, this is the bread of life to believe in the one whom the father has sent and to believe in isn't just a cognitive belief. To believe in is to put your hope in, to invest your life in, to put your worship into, to put your love into doing all of those things, placing your whole self into Jesus is what brings about the life that he offers us. This is God's heart. God's heart is to give you an everlasting food that brings everlasting life. Jesus is the bread of life that you need. This is the challenge in our second Sunday Advent. This is the challenge Jesus gave to the disciples, the people following him around in that day and time. And that's what he's inviting you into today. So uh, let's be still for a moment and ask him to do just that wherever we are so um wherever you are you know i just encourage you if you want to receive more from jesus to get into receptive posture whatever that looks like for you um yeah maybe you want to get on your knees maybe you just want to sit back and close your eyes open your hands um maybe you've got some stuff on your heart you need to tell him about and and some stuff that you need to share but just get into that position right now and uh, let me pray Father, thank you that you are here by your Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you that you came that we might have life. Holy Spirit, would you come and put that life in us right now? Some of you watching might not know Jesus. Some of you might not be Christians at all, but you want the life of God. And so the best way to do that is, like I said earlier, is to surrender your entire life to Jesus, to give it to him, Uh, to acknowledge that he's Lord of your life and he gets the call shots. He gets gets the final decision on everything in your life. And um, to begin that journey, because it's a journey, it's a lifestyle, Um, Just pray your best prayer where you surrender your life to Jesus, where you say you recognize that you have sinned a lot, sin that you know of and sin that you don't even know about and ask him to forgive you for that. Ask him to come into your life and be be the Lord and Savior of your life and ask him to give you his Holy Spirit. It's that simple. If you really don't know what words to use, just hang on at the end of this message. A slide's going to come up. It gives you a number that you can text. Text Jesus to that number and we'll send you it takes back a little prayer that you could say and then we'll get in touch with you and try and give you some resources and help you along your journey but otherwise just surrender yourself and if you're far away from us get near a church a local church near you and tell them that you've decided to surrender your life to Jesus and they'll help you out on the journey too but otherwise I just want to encourage you just to rest in this moment um, you, I have full faith that many of you are just sensing a, a sense of peace on you right now sensing the Holy Spirit just drawing near to you and just there's a, there's a gentleness resting on your heart and that's God just trying to give you that bread of life and so just be in that moment begin to talk to Lord, the Lord surrender things to Him confess your sins whatever it is that's bothering you just bring it all to Him and ask Him to give you his life. And before I sign off from this video, I'd like to pray this prayer of blessing over you. And it goes like this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Hey, thank you so much for listening today and watching. Um, May God bless you. And I pray you have a Christmas that has the presence of God resting on your soul and in your home. Goodbye.